When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Violent J, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. I am truly honored to be speaking with you. Awesomeness. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm honored to speaking, be speaking with you. I've been following you, man. Oh, I appreciate I, that. I, it's funny because um, I've been um, I've been watching your show all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, I've heard you mention us. You know what I mean? But I never thought I never knew you guys had you had one on us. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then so I was driving through Oklahoma and I was listening on YouTube and it just all of a sudden you start talking about us. And I'm looking at my phone trying to watch it while I'm driving. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to um, listen to it while I'm driving and peep it later. You know what I mean? But but man, I appreciate the um, I appreciate the effort and the, the real journalism you put into that. You know what I mean? That was dope, man. I appreciate it. Why well, I hope uh, I hope I did you guys justice. Fuck yeah, man! You absolutely did in a big way, brother. And uh, I've been uh, sharing it with people like, check this out. <laughs> well, I, I have a lot of questions about the the tour that's coming up, about your solo albums, but I gotta ask you something spicy first that people hit me up about quite a bit. Tell me, right. why did Shaggy? Try to drop kick Fred Durst a few years ago. What was that all about? Man, I, I'm gonna keep it real. You know what I mean? I think I'm pretty sure he has. You know, um, back then he felt. <laughs> First of all, Fred Durst is our boy. All right, <laughs> that's a friend of mine. We did a song together. You know what I mean? So I don't know what happened that day. We're excited to be doing that big festival. You know what I mean? Shaggy kind of fell off the wagon that day, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, might have added to his uh, adrenaline. I don't know. But um, that happened. And, um, you know, the he said he right away, he said he didn't try to hit him. He was fucking with him. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, oh, he missed. But no, if he wanted to hit him, he would have hit him. But he was just being stupid. You know what I mean? It was just clowning. You know what I mean? Having fun, you know. But um, it got... uh it got misunderstood by uh, DJ Lethal, I think. You know what I mean? And that sucks, man. I tried to reach out to him to explain it to him, um, but uh, he was like, fuck y'all. That's <laughs> 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 what it is, man. I apologize if um, if it was a, a problem, man. But, you know, and, and it was at the time, and it was read wrong, so we apologize for that. But, you know, it's, it's history now, you know what I mean, I think. So that was just like fucking around with one of your friends, and it just kind of... Didn't That's go. what Shaggy was doing. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna drop kick you. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't really drop kicking him. You know what I'm saying? He right. was just being stupid. You know what I mean? Running out on stage, throwing a drop kick, rock and roll. You know what I mean? Rock and roll, baby. Well, 
I feel like in the last maybe five years or something like that, I feel like the way that the media and I guess culture in general looks at juggalos and ICP has really changed a lot to the point where now I feel like you guys are pretty universally respected, you know, and, and I get the sense that you guys obviously have never really cared what people think, but how does it feel now to have people like vice and whatnot talk about you guys with so much respect? And really quick, before we go any further, have you checked out my Patreon? Patrons get early access to all my main channel videos and my podcasts. I also do giveaways sometimes. For example, I just gave away a pair of these Eargasm earplugs. And if you want me to review your music, there's a way to do that as well. All you gotta do is join at the $10 and up level, then every month I do a call for submissions. If you want me to review something, all you gotta do is drop it in the comments of that post, then I will review it live on Twitch and post it on Patreon for everyone to see. So if that sounds cool, hit the link in the description of this video, and I appreciate your support. Man, I, I'm glad you asked me that, brother. Listen, I'm gonna tell you a story, okay? I, I don't know. I don't want to um, babble too long, but I just wanted to tell you, like, we used to do festivals back in the day. You know, like I'm talking about when we when we had albums on the charts. You know, we used to do festivals, and um, it was the same story every time. It would be 500 to a thousand juggalos mashed up front in face paint, whoop whoop, and the other 19,000 would either be standing there still as fuck. Or be like this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, if we were like, put your hands in the air, you know, those that 500 to 1,000 up front would be hype as fuck. And the rest of the crowd would be totally in wrestling, what we call no selling us. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they would just be like, fuck y'all. Or literally like, fuck y'all. So we got used to that. I mean, that was um, that was that was our life. Most hated man in the world. It wasn't even uh, um, an issue. But. Um, some so we stopped doing festivals. We just went in our own world, all, always right. doing our own tours. You know, it, it just living in our own existence for a long time. Our homie Vanilla Ice came to town. Right, he hit me up and he was like, "Man, I want y'all to come out on stage tonight and do a song. You know, do one of your songs." And I was like, "Where you at?" He was like, "We're at I'm at uh, DET Energy Center, which is Pine Knob. You know, and and uh, that's a big ass amphitheater. He's like, it's sold out." And I'm like. What what what, do you, what tour are you on? He's like, it's the I Love the 90s tour. It's Vanilla Ice, fucking um, Rob Bass, Tone right. Low, Young MC, you know what I'm saying? All the one. I'm like, Rob, that ain't the spot for us. <laughs> it's going to have a negative reaction. He was like, I'm like, man, that's all like pop commercial stuff from Detroit. And now it's like our, we were like the other side of that the, the complete opposite of that and he was like fuck that come out and rock it i don't give a fuck come out and rock it come on rock it so we were like fuck it let's do it we always wanted to rock pine knob you know what i mean we go down there first thing that happened is he's like i need all the females up on stage so it was like easily a hundred chicks up on stage me and stagger looking at each other like what's the point of coming out now you know what I'm <laughs> can't follow that up thousands it was just lost in the mix you know and um so the chicks are all up there dancing and uh, they had like a drum riser. He was just standing up on a drum riser. And then he said, he, now the thing you got to understand is at those shows, when, when Rob bass performs for 20 minutes, he doesn't do a bunch of songs. Nobody knows. Right. He stands it with the DJ and the DJ spins hits that everybody knows from the nineties. Jump on it. Let's do it. 
everybody's singing it. My pong, you know, it's fun. Then at yeah. the end, they do the hit and he does the one song. So that's basically what Vanilla Ice was doing. They were spinning all these songs, right? So he said, give it up for my boys, ICP and St. Clown Posse. And you heard like a um a little murmur like that eh, because I think everybody assumed he was just spinning the song. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we come through the back and we're mobbing through all these hotties. You know what I'm saying? And when we come out in the front of the stage and they put those big cameras on us that, that light up the two big screens on the side of the stage and the crowd saw we were there, like that was us, something happened. We never fucking imagined in our wildest dreams. The fucking place popped. It was like, and we were like, huh? We couldn't even, I'm getting chills now thinking of it. Flip my fucking wig off. Look how big my forehead is <laughs> from that night. My shit used to grow just above my eyebrows. That shit pushed my whole wig back. And so after that, we were like, we started to realize things are different now. Like those people, okay, those people in the crowd, they're not fans. That's not what I'm saying. They're not like bumping our shit. But they've heard of us throughout the years, you know, and to see us chilling there in person, they were like, oh, that's them right here in our environment you know we don't have to go to some fucking club thousand seater wait till one in the morning and be crushed all in there to see them here they are in our safe environment this amphitheater with tone low giving the lies and they gave it up and we were like where's the booze you know what i'm saying yeah. it wasn't like that it was like and we hadn't done anything like that in so long that everything we've done since that night like that style on a festival or something has been like that. And it's just somewhere in that 15 year gap, something fucking happened. You know, maybe it's just that people are like, you know, they're not a, they're not a threat no more. Like we, right. we get what they're about, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Or they're still here. Wow. You know, respect, you know, that, that happens too, you know? I mean, even if you don't care what people think, you still care what people think, right? I mean, it. It. I've always cared. It what sucks, people. man. I've. <laughs> man, that's a front. Listen, say we're most hated band in the world was easy to do, and be that because of the love from Juggalos. Yeah. I mean, the powerful ass love from Juggalos. But what's funny is, in, in like you read a review in a paper, and in the paper would be like. The only ones enjoying, enjoying themselves were the juggalos. Anybody with their right mind would have realized this show was utter trash and right, dark, right. whatever. Right? What the fuck are juggalos? People. They're fucking human beings. You know what I'm saying? The only ones having fun there were the people. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that sound? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, um, what are juggalos at the end of the day? People, human beings, and, and fucking. Uh, creative, passionate, and fucking hardworking ones. You know what I'm saying? And they love us. So that's people. I mean, you can give them a name if you want. It don't make them a fucking... Uh, a different species. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's people. You know, so we got... We've always been there with love, you know? So it hasn't been... And massive love on the underground tip. So it hasn't been like it's been just rejection all the time. It was easy to say, fuck the outside world. You know what yeah. I mean? But when something comes out, also the other thing is, you know, that's like having, okay, when USA Today comes out and says, ICP's new album's the worst album of the year, you know? It's one 
ninja writing that thing backed by this conglomerate. You right. know what I'm saying? It's one ninja. That's like hiring me to review the new, I don't even know who's around the country anymore, but fuck it, the new motherfucking Dwight Yoakam record, right? I'm going to listen to it and have an awful time be like, yeah. it sucks. But Dwight Yoakam fans would be like, this motherfucker knocks. <laughs> the last 10 years he's been sucking. This the hot one. I don't know what's going on in Dwight Yoakam world. So why the fuck am I reviewing Dwight Yoakam? But why it's still a bummer, you know, Tom to Smith hear. reviewing my shit for the USA Today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ask somebody who knows. Ask somebody who listens to their shit. That's what I'm saying. You know, it don't make no sense. I wonder if it's maybe like kids who grew up, you know, listening to ICP in the 90s or something now are old enough that they're the ones writing some of this stuff. Maybe yeah, people do true. get it, man. The whole fucking that's it, brother. You nailed it. The whole fucking game has rolled over. It's new motherfuckers here. It's new program directors. It's new motherfucking management. It's, it's new fucking, you know, whoever the fuck is in charge now. But it's also another it's so different in what I do. The world is so different than when we came up. It's fucking night and day. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, everybody, I mean, the people that still love music and work in music, it's just a new generation. In. And they don't feel that way about us. Right. They're more fucking open-minded. They're more fucking used to seeing bizarreness or unusualness. You know what I mean? And I think they're wiser. I'm proud of today's fucking generation. They made me a better man. My daughter told me, Dad, I don't want to get on a different subject, but anyway. No, yeah. no. You know what I'm saying? My daughter told me, Dad, she said, um, she said, um, somebody's asking me all the time on on the internet or on social media, why did you used to say fag this and fag that in, in your music? You know, and I was like, <laughs> I said, Telling people because your dad was a fucking fool. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't, he didn't know it. He was trying to be cool because that's exactly what that was in an insensitive way. You know, I yeah. wouldn't even, I was just trying to be like, I'm not putting this on Ice Cube. I was trying to be like Ice Cube. I don't know if they fags or what. You know, like yeah. I was just like, you know, I was trying to be gangster. That's what we were doing. We didn't even think about it. And our fucking producer was gay the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And we just, all of us were like, let's just make a gangster hot fucking hard shit. You know, like, like, but now it's, it's like you realize what you did and it's like, it's hard to regret music, but yeah, I regret that. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my daughter, one day she was like, dad, you got to say something about it on social media, you know? And I was like, Ruby, that's just going to bring mad attention to it. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, that's why you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, she's right. She put me on blast, you know, and I was like, how can I deny that? You know? So I, I said it, you know, and, um, anyway, sometime later, um, people were saying it was, it was, it was a, it was a good thing instead of getting uh bad attention, you know, which is dope, man. And uh, now it's like, if any of that shit gets uncovered, it's already documented how the yeah. fuck we feel. There's nothing else we can do about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but roll on, you know? But yeah, I mean, today's I, generation woke us to that. Just today's generation don't take bullies. Yep. Today's generation walk up to a bully and be like, why the fuck you acting like that, dude? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they don't have that shit, man. And I like it. 
You know, there's still flaws in people everywhere, but I'm proud of the way the fucking world is rolling. I think it's dope. And they're so creative. They're so smart. They're just more evolved than we were. And that's the craziest thing about getting older. I did not expect would be so dope watching young people shine like you in all these new platforms too. motherfuckers getting paid Uh, uh, in the dopest fucking thing in the world is only fans. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, man. No, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about the mom with fucking three kids in a living room and no fucking way to get out and fucking feed yeah. them work. You know what I'm saying? She can go in her bedroom. She don't give a fuck who's out there in the digital fucking world. That shit might be getting bought up in Uganda, in Tasmania. She don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Give me the money. Here you freak creep, peep, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever. And, and I love those opportunities. You know, it's like the girl who does makeup on YouTube and starts telling a crime story, you know, mm-hmm. by the time she's finished, she got her makeup all done. If you'd have walked that into a fucking network back in the day, they'd have been like, here's what I think. Turn around and let me kick your bitch ass out of my office. <laughs> that lame idea, right? Look at it now. You know what I'm saying? I love all these opportunities. I think it's dope. And watching people create and shine, I swear to God, on everything I love, I don't even watch TV no more. Or, or honestly, or Netflix. All I watch is YouTube. It's so much better because it's real. Yeah. So all I watch is the people to the people. Yep. There's nobody saying you can't do that. You could be a fucking, you could be a fucking 11 year old in a sandbox. You know what I mean? And if what you're doing in there and what is dope to other 11 year olds, you go fucking viral and have your college money paid for, you know, it's dope. It's like, I love the fucking opportunities and uh, the creativity. And I love watching like, um, you know, shit like 50 ghost sightings or whatever caught mm-hmm. on film. Right? Cause even if the shit's fake, it's so creative. <laughs> it's fun. It's dope. You know what I'm yeah. It's like, I don't care if that's fake or not. That shit was dope. You know, <laughs> same thing with Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? All the Bigfoot footages and shit. All, it's always coming out, especially on fucking Instagram. Mad Bigfoot. Cause uh, people that, Capture Bigfoot don't want to put it on YouTube, you know, or don't want to give it up to other compilations. They want to have it on their own YouTube so they can get paid or whatever, <laughs> whatever right. it is. But um, everybody's always like, looks like a guy in a suit, right? But that's what Bigfoot <laughs> He looks like a guy in a suit. That's what's so crazy about that animal. Goddamn, is that a man or a fucking beast? You know what I'm saying? It looks like a guy in a suit. So it's all, all that shit is fun, man. Well, you mentioned uh, Ice Cube earlier, and it, it seems to me like ICP has always kind of operated like outside of the establishment hip hop scene, I guess you could say. But from reading your book and you know talking to you, I know you guys were real students of the game back in the day, being inspired by NWA and all that stuff when that was not really a common thing. How do you see your relationship with hip hop? Man, all I know is... um. In middle school, when uh, me and George, brother John, went to went to uh, seventh and eighth grade, we were literally the only white kids in the entire school, and it was uh, probably sixty percent white. We were the only white kids rocking Adidas, no laces, you know, hood emblems around our neck like the Beastie <laughs> Boys. We're the only ones 
You know what I'm saying? And now hip hop has all but replaced rock. Mm-hmm. They like switched. Now hip hop is the main fucking thing. It's, it's pop. It's, it's where rock and roll used to be when hip hop was being born. And now rock and roll still exists, but hip hop is like the, the Godzilla of the game. You know, it's crazy. And so, do you guys follow from the grip? (laughs) I feel like, oh, and and in my lifetime, which is crazy because I was born in 72, hip hop wasn't created. You know what I mean? And it's going to go on for fucking generations, probably, you know? But it was, it it began, you know, in my lifetime. That's crazy to think about. You know what I'm saying? It seems like you're sort of in this middle ground of like kind of rock, but kind of hip hop, but kind of neither one of them really, you know, at least back in the day wanted ICP. Where do you guys see yourself fitting? Or did you just say, fuck it? We don't care. We're making our own world. You know, that's really it, man. You know, every time somebody starts off and they ask for advice, I always tell them, man, listen, don't be, what's the term, what's the term? Pigeon toed or pigeon hold, pigeon hold. Don't be pigeon hold by your own creativity. In other words, when you're doing your first album, go anywhere you fucking want. You know, you might have 90% of it be pure, raw, hard as fuck, and the other 10% be totally fucking pussyhole. That's your business. You know what I mean? Just establish now that you do pussyhole too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You do anything you want, you know, because... It, when you grow, if you start to fucking get into other shit, they'll be like, he ain't the same, you know? And they won't understand that, that that shit right now will become old shit down the road, and then it'll be dope. You'll be like, why ain't you doing shit like you did then? No, you were the one crying then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. So be free to make your, be dynamic in what you do. You know what I'm saying? I know these guys named Free Will. I know them as a rap group, not not just a rap group, but but a fucking modern, colorful, super fucking dynamic, pure hip hop rap group. He sent me some shit the other day. He's like, check out my grunge shit. I thought it would be another rap song called grunge shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, the way they do. And and I've, I played it and it was like, I never heard him do nothing like that. You know, and I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Express. You know what I mean? Be free to do that shit because um, motherfuckers end up hating you for it later. You know, it's crazy, especially when they don't have to say it to your face and they can just. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I thought it was interesting in your book when you were talking about, you know, back in the day when you were first starting out, going around to all the tape stores and stuff like that and, you know, uh, hustling that way. Um, but it, it, it seems like you're kind of foothold came from kind of people that weren't part of any scene as much as you were sort of trying to sort of pursue the hip hop route. It seemed like it just sort of came out of this nowhere. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is, is that's where we were in real life. You know, you know, I, I think that's the craziest thing about juggalos that people don't understand is that, um, when you feel like an outcast, you know what I'm saying? You feel like you feel like you're 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 by yourself. Just like fucking who I grew up, me and my fucking three friends, you know. You feel like you don't belong to nothing, 
you're laughed at, you're dissed, you're, you, you, you don't want to, and you, you're looking at them and you don't want to be like nothing you're seeing either, you know, because nothing that, that shit peel, appeals to you anyway, so you're lost. You feel like you're a fucking, like, um, defect. You know what I'm saying? Or something, you know, you must something, something must, wrong with you. Yeah, you know. So, um, somehow in life, if you discover our music, I think there's things in there. Maybe it's the way we express words. Maybe it's the shit we're talking about. Maybe it's where, even though everything we're doing is so animated and uh, obvious entertainment, maybe there's some clue in where all that's even coming from that they relate to. But the thing is, bottom line is, when they end up going to a show, right, that's where they realize they're not alone. All these fucking ninjas are just like them. And that is the real magic. It's not fucking ICP. I mean, right. take away the juggalos. What the fuck? I mean, come on, man. That's where the whole fucking story is, is the camaraderie among the fans. The fucking mass amounts of love and marriages and friendships and bonds and mini crews and no violence ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And And it's all respect. It's like a secret club, you know? It's like almost like Illuminati. You recognize that symbol. You know what I mean? You getting that check for free. If that waiter happens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a thing. It's like a fucking, it's love. It's it's bigger than, but you it wouldn't even get the freak because you probably know the motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. And he, fuck no, man. We were just like wrestling our conscious, you know? Like, do we want to be wrestlers? Or this hip hop shit is overtaking our soul, you know? And we couldn't deny it. And we're like, we're going to fucking do rap, you know? But once we made that decision, failure wasn't an option, you know? As true as that, I can't be any more honest. Failure was never an option. It was never even a thought. We didn't know it would be in this, our success would be in this form. You know what I'm saying? We had no fucking remote wildest idea. But um, it started to happen pretty quick. And, and uh you know, so yeah, man, it was like um it touched on people, you know, but then again, that whole fucking generation switch did yeah. in the early nineties, you know what I'm saying? It happened not just in fucking rock with fucking the tsunami of the fucking game change. But Dr. Right? Dre too, that changed everything. Thanks to rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? 1991, you know, fucking NWA's second album, you know, late mm -hmm. 1989, NWA's first album. Man, we heard that. All the other shit before that was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And all of a sudden it was like, let me give it to you real. Bang! Not yep. just in rap, rock, fucking, it's even Michael Jackson starts singing about morphine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> MC and Hammer's gangster like, album. And he put, he's got cussing in his shit. Yeah. Stop Fucking with me. I'm like, whoa, you know what I mean? It just rolled over, you know? And, and um, yeah, it was, it was, I haven't seen anything like that ever since. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really like everybody that was on top just got bumped, you know, by, by like, um, back to reality check. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah. Like, it, how we, you know, we swear. And nowadays it's so different because back then it was such a fine line if you swore. You know, it was everything. If you didn't swear, you were a sellout because who don't swear in real life? You know right. what I'm saying? 
Everybody would swear. Like, it's an expression. But anyway, back then, it was the defining shit, that parental advisory. Yep. <laughs> in all these chains or not. You know what I mean? It meant everything. And um, the hard, real shit just fucking just became dominant because once people had that option, it's hard to go back to that fantasy shit, I guess, you know, when you're young, you know what I mean? I mean, that's to me is what makes ICP work is that it's so fucking real and that you have always been so transparent. Like you were talking about with your daughter, you know, like in the book, you talked about like being an abuse survivor and all this other stuff. It's like, you're not hiding anything and people can just tell. Yeah. I think you see in, in the lyrics, but at the same time, we're the most unreal thing out there either. Also, it's almost like a fucking, like a wrestling story or something. I mean, our whole thing, the paint, the fucking, you know, everything we do, you know, it's like, um, I'll just give you one example I can think of. <laughs> I don't know why it goes to mind, but it does all the time, every time I'm thinking about how different what we do is. I remember one time we were doing a show and there was a balcony and it was all these people on the balcony. And the show was great. It was a big house, a real high ceiling so the fagels could fly. And it was fucking packed. And I remember seeing this light hit this hottie standing at the edge on the balcony, right? <laughs> she was just not dressed juggalo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like 45 minutes into the show, right? And her jaw was open. She just <laughs> she had this look on her face like, what the fuck <laughs> am I looking at, right? And at the same time, behind the bar on the floor, way in the back, was all mirrors. So we could see the show. Uh -huh. And I'm looking at the show. <laughs> I'm looking at the show. There's these clowns next to me squirting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it just was so fucking bizarre. And, and like, Looking at that, you know, I for her young ass for the first time, whoever she came with or however she ended up there, imagine what the fuck she was thinking, you know what I'm saying? And and I, and that's how different it actually is when you say it's a real. To somebody like that, looking at it, it's the most phony fucking, um, you know, not calling Guar phony. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love Guar. But I'm saying to that person, it's like Guar, these giant costumes. <laughs> you know, if you imagine seeing Guar and you're not a metalhead, you don't know anything about Guar. But, it, but like, it's not for her. You that's know? what I'm saying, though. It's I not know. for her. Exactly. Well, that's how shit can be so fucking misconstrued. Yeah. In today's world, gets it. You know, yep. I, that's the thing, you know. But then again, they don't, you know. There's other things, you know. It's like it's like my daughter used to be a furry, yeah. you know. I took her, I had a fucking furry mask made. I remember that. I took her to the convention. The furries were fucking this time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Fucking this time for doing something. It's like motherfuckers sit up and they're like, I'm going over there having fun. <laughs> that don't look fun to me. They must be on some bullshit. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They must fuck them, you know what I'm saying? And then they just want to write about them. And they're all fucking, you know, fucking each other. They got holes cutting with the dick hanging out. Which is true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you want to know how that shit got started, though? In my opinion, some furry doing an interview, right? The guy asked him, so what do you do in your furry suit? Right. Everything. You know, some fucking, (laughs) they don't know how to do an interview. Anything. Even have sex? Sure. You know what I'm saying? All the time. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. You know, and, and that's how it started, you know, or something. But you think I ain't ever fucked in my paint? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what I think oh, about... To me, like, (laughs) to me, ICP is like, ICP is music, you know, as an outsider, obviously, I'm not a juggalo, but my, my, I I look at it the same way as like punk rock and hardcore is like, ICP is music for people who have not had. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. The easiest path through life. And so to me, it's it's fun and it's entertainment and it's escapism, you know, giving people a break from some of the bullshit they're dealing with. But 
you're also talking about a lot of real shit. And it's not one or the other, you know, it's both at the same time. And you can switch from having fun to being serious. And people on the outside may not see that, but if you dig deeper, it's there. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot if you dig deeper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, man, it, it's, um, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know what I mean? But, but, um, yeah, something came to mind, you know, but anyway, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, that's another thing, man, is when, when, uh, when you ain't scared to be vulnerable, you know what I mean? When you ain't scared to be vulnerable, who the fuck ain't vulnerable? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, that's something nobody wants to be in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, you know, like, um, yeah, man, it's like, uh, everybody's vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's a real emotion. And I think the type of person the juggalo is hurts in a certain way. Yeah. The masses don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when they relate to each other and they see each other in line, that's why juggalos, you know, hang out in line since three in the afternoon all day. People like, Ah oh, man, they just love them some fucking ICP. They don't even get it. They ain't there for fucking ICP. They ain't right. why they're out there fucking mine. You know what I'm saying? They're there for each other. You right. know what I mean? ICP shows have just become the official gathering spot to put it down at. You know what I mean? And we've sort of become like um the most trusted fucking promoter of events in that name. But the juggalo world is bigger than fucking ICP and psychopathic. There's juggalos. I have realized there's juggalos that don't even like ICP. Yes, what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's its own fucking monster, and it's the shit because it's a necessary thing. You know what I mean? And there's other artists that I, that I see out there that I think would be monsters in the juggalo world, but they're young, and I don't think they even know about it. They're in some other genre. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, it's it's like um. It's so dope that it's become this fucking uh, whatever <laughs> I don't even know how to call it subculture or something. Yeah, you know. But I'm I'm so it's so I'm so proud to see like people making their own clothing and selling it, you know, and things like that, you know, and and um, people getting money doing things like my man owns a, a jewelry shop and he's always putting out you know hatchet stuff and grills and anybody wants that stuff and everybody's out here making moves and shit and and you know it's very fucking dope and inspiring you know it is man it's a shit yeah well, well, fucking thing and i think people are in the grand scheme of things though they're done dissing it yeah they're done they get it's it now finally funny though it's funny and i get the fucking joke it is funny yeah. if you're watching the sitcom so he's like where are you going i'm gonna go check out insane clown posse the laugh track name itself is fucking funny and what are you doing going to an icp show i get it you know what i'm saying it's it's not you know it's like back when saturday night live did the thing you know yeah fucking hurtful that shit is fucking are you kidding me you know what i'm saying like some of the things they're not it's i get them probably more than these motherfuckers let me write those motherfucking jokes you know what i'm saying I'll, i'll make fun of us you know it's 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 a it's become really dope. And I just didn't think I would end up so 
happy with, with where we are in pop culture. You know what I'm saying? And now when yeah. we do we do a festival, we did a festival last year. We're looking forward to doing it. I was like, man, I hope it's what we want it to be. We got out there. It was every fucking thing we want it to be. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, this is dope now. Like, I'm glad we don't get out and tour and pound the pavement all the time. You know, when we do, it's something different. You know what I mean? But um, I really like where ICP is right now, man. I'm, I'm very comfortable, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not all anxious to get out and prove anything. You know, it's like I'm moving at my own pace. And Shaggy's out here doing all his shit on his own. Both me and him are doing shit. We come together. You know, I love where everything is sitting. You know, it's, it's just a good time career-wise. You know, well, I didn't, speaking I, of uh, of SNL, um, I think that was like miracles, right? And I, I thought that sort of moment, you know, when people were talking about miracles back in 2010 or whenever that was, 29, 2009, whatever, that was kind of frustrating to me. Because people would, you know, kind of focus on the line about magnets and stuff. But to me, that song, the way I took it is like a really cool song that's reminding people about how beautiful and amazing all these like everyday things in the world are that we oftentimes take for granted. And I, I felt like people just really missed the point. And to me, that's like such an important message. What is that song about? And how did you kind of feel about the reaction to it? You just nailed it. That is what it's about. You know, it's about, first of all, we, we are young kids then. You know what I mean? Look how young Shaggy's kids were in that video. You know what I mean? Everything was like a fucking, everything was like, a, um, it was like reliving, you know, it was, it was like reliving my childhood through my kids. You know what I mean? Everything was so dope. They fucking see a bug and stare at it, you know? Yeah. You know, or the faucet, you know? You know what I'm saying? That shit dope. Like, you know, and that was my frame of mind when I heard that beat. I was writing about all the miracles that, that you know, I don't, the thing is, when I'm writing, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, it, it's very much like I live my life. You know, right now I'm going through a crazy time in my life, brother. You know what I'm saying? And every move I make I'll, creates all this gossip, you know? And people call me, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You knew this and that. Because I don't make moves in my life based on how all motherfuckers are going to think about it. Yeah. I base moves on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Fuck everybody else. Go live your lives. That's music to me. When I'm writing it, I don't give a fuck if it makes sense or not. Maybe when I wrote the line, um, Magnus, how they work. I was in that frame of mind of, of being a child looking at a fucking magnet. I didn't understand. I still don't know how to fuck. By the work. way, nobody understands how they work. We still don't <laughs> fundamentally I know that understand it. Scientifically it. explainable, but how do magnets work? As far as I'm right. concerned, magnets can probably bend gravity. And that's why the aliens are all getting here anytime <laughs> they want and being gone again. Because magnets are responsible for probably shit we can't even we don't even need propulsion because of magnets. That's my personal speculation. But when I was writing that line, only three things remained a principle to me. And that is, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's really unexplainable after that. But yeah, magnets are pretty fucking fascinating to me to this day. And I'm 50. There you go. 
Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you about your solo album, Bloody Sunday, which uh, to me, the way the way I read it is that it felt like kind of your most overtly, I guess, religious thing because the cover has the crosses on it. The cover art looks like a picture of bodies in hell and there's songs like A Harrowing Time that feel very like religious to me. Is is that right? Or where, where are you coming from with that album and what is the message? Well, you know, you know, it um, it's like a really personal, personal album. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I just had, I just lost my girlfriend on uh, Halloween last year. And uh, I had like probably um, 60% of it done. But uh, after that, you know, it was a different, it was a different state of mind. You know what I mean? So um, that album is just like, um, it's always going to be reminiscent of that to me. You know what I mean? I'm almost happy to put it past me and get yeah. it out and get it done. You know what I'm saying? So the tour coming up, it ain't a bloody Sunday tour or anything like that. You know what I mean? We really ain't got nothing to do with that record. You know what I mean? We're doing the three-headed monster tour. You know, it's uh me and Ouija Mac, and right now if everything Love works him. out, yeah, fucking Ouija's a beast, you know. But um, yeah, and if everything works out, it'll be Esham too, you know, and um yeah, three monster heads, you know, stomping. It's going to be dope. But, um, yeah, so that, that record, you know, there's songs on there like, um, but not a title ain't got nothing to do with uh, religion. Uh, the song Bloody Sunday ain't got nothing to do with religion. You know what I mean? And um, the, uh, the other songs, like um, In the Hole, does have something to do with religion, the same type of message we always say, you know what I mean? There's stuff on there, you know, that has to do with religion, and then and then there's stuff that don't, you know what I mean? It, um, there's like probably one song maybe that has, has to do with religion, but if you want to even call it religion, I don't really even know if it is religion, it's just my, my beliefs, you know what I mean? But to me, you know, the, the, the older I get, I'm starting to feel like if there, if there isn't, let's say there wasn't a God, right? Me and my brother had this talk the other day. If there wasn't a God, if there isn't a God, right? Nobody's been able to come back and let us know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's all speculation on this, on behalf of Allah's. God damn it, that's it. You know, I don't care what you say. It's speculation until it becomes speculation, motherfucker. All right. So, so um, anyway, um. If there was no God, um, I believe that if there is a God, I mean, if there is a God, I'm sorry, I'm tripping. If there is a God, I believe that um, my God, the belief, the God I believe in, he ain't going to send anybody to burn in, in eternity. You know what I'm saying? Eternity's a little too goddamn long. <laughs> a little permanent. <laughs> yeah, it's like, after a while, you clearly don't remember what you're burning for, right? <laughs> And then you burn it so many times longer than your life. You know, it just, I don't think he, the devil remembers why you're burning and everybody's just burning and burning is the worst kind of pain you can ever feel right in, in human life. That's the worst way to die is what I heard. So that's what you're doing forever, <laughs> right? For Christmas Eve, fucking 
leap year, motherfucker. It don't stop. You know what I'm saying? You just suffer and scream constantly, right? And they, then they say the, the gates to hell are are thin. And the, the I mean, the gates to heaven are thin. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The gates to hell are massive because everybody's out here fucking up. Nobody believes no more. And if that's true, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why keep it going? Look at all these motherfuckers slipping. Like something wrong with the machine. You know what I'm saying? Stop. You know what I'm saying? Let's start again. What the fuck? Everybody's going to hell. It's like, why we, my God ain't having that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know, if it is something like that, right? Which is ridiculous. But if it is something like that, I believe hell is you just cease to exist. You die, you're done. But those in this world who do more good than bad, those who shine and are helpful and sincerely care and don't have mis- or don't have maliciousness in them. You know what I mean? They get to do have some sort of afterlife. You know what I mean? Probably forever. So you but wouldn't you, you wouldn't call yourself hurting, you know, if you're just out here being mean and, and angry and hurting and and you know you do more of that than anything, then you probably don't get to exist after this, you know? So you wouldn't label yourself as a Christian necessarily. Fuck no. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I ain't been to church since I was like 12. Except when I was like 19 and I was trying to bang this chick and she was mad religious. <laughs> but my God, she was fine. But um, yeah, I went to the church and I was trying to impress her. <laughs> That's like double sin right there. Get on my knees and he started fucking talking to me and he was going crazy. And I got so fucking <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. You know what I'm saying? He was he thought I was on stage like these other people and getting the you know, catching the holy Ghost or whatever they were doing, you know, forgiving or or um asking for forgiveness and the everything, you know. I freaked out, man. I threw his hand off me and ran. <laughs> I was like, you ain't worth it, bitch. <laughs> That's when I was 19, though, you know. Well, I, I think we all did some did did a lot of things in pursuit of pussy when we were 19. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask you a couple about a couple random things that I, I've been wondering for a while. Um, I remember hearing that at some point you had a bet with Sharon Osbourne about one of your albums selling a certain amount. What was that all about? And does Sharon Osbourne owe you money? Yeah, she does, man. <laughs> she knows it. She knows, I know it. Howard Stern knows it, but he's all on her nuts uh, over the issue. He doesn't want to bring it up because I did one time on a show. I was like, hey, man, if you really know she owes his money, dog, right here, it's official. He was like, ah, he's blew it off. You know, I was like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Well, I said, she can get the money to charity in our name. I don't want her money. Just say the Juggalos. You know, it was so. so she said, "Oh, there's no way this album's gonna sell this much." Or what? What was it? I don't remember. She said, "Your next album won't sell over fifty thousand or a hundred thousand." That's a fact. It was one or the other. You know what I mean? But it clearly sold more than that. You know what I mean? So let's do this. <laughs> she ain't gonna do it. I don't care. But you know, whatever that's worth, it became part of our, our notoriety, though. You know what I mean? 
people remember that remember that a lot from us, you know. So yeah, she definitely in our world, you owe us that money, bitch. You know. <laughs> and, and what about Kid Rock? I know there's kind of been a lot of history between you guys over the years, but you've also given him credit where it's due for being, I mean, he is a super talented musician. Where yeah. do you guys stand with him these days? You know, I, all I can say is that I, I really respect Kid Rock. You know what I mean? Um, We've always been kind of different motherfuckers, though. Just our, you know, some people you're just different energy with. You know what I mean? And back when we used to hang, it was awkward. You know what I mean? It was awkward. You know, like, it just was like... The shit that made him laugh wasn't funny to us. <laughs> the shit that made us laugh wasn't funny to him. You know what I mean? This is a different in personality. But we both shared Mike Clark. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me tell you something dope. Okay. I've never told this story anywhere, and I'm fucking telling it to you, brother. All right. I can appreciate this. I think it's you. Okay. Um, We've always shared Mike Clark, our producer. You know, Mikey Clark. And um, so... <laughs> Um, even when, when us and Kid Rock kind of fell out in Detroit, you know, back in the day, we dissed each other and, um, we fell out and we ain't never been cool ever since, you know, but yeah, we did. What am I saying? Yes, we did. He was at our uh, record release party for Riddle Box. That was years later. Um, anyway, we, but I, I, we, I ain't talked to that motherfucker in forever. You know what I'm saying? But he obviously blew the fuck up. Right. So, um, he, he, um. Anyway, Mike Clark. So at some point I'm doing, a, I'm, I'm sitting there right down the street with my girlfriend. I hear, um, um, oh no, I'm too old. As long as <laughs> what's his name? Um, fuck. All summer long is Kid Rock song. He has oh, a yeah. loop. Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama. The other one, the other one. It's, um, <laughs> fuck. Let me let me look it up. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. No. You're gonna make me crazy. All all summer long. Let's see. What is it? Oh, it's Ivan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. Yep. Oh. There it is. It's uh uh Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London. Well, yeah, anyway, I'm listening to that song, right? And um, I'm driving out to my girlfriend. Boom, I call Mike Clark. Dog, loop this. Loop this. You know what I mean? He was like, all right, cool. And um, so um, time goes by. Me and Mike Clark, what happened? I don't know. All of a sudden, all summer long comes out. Kid Rock, right? Mike Clark to the track, you know what I mean? And my loop is in there. And so next time I saw Mike, we went had Thai food. And I'm like, Mike, how do you get my song, dog? <laughs> and Mike was like, he was like, I gave him a dat. The track I was supposed to play him was the second one. He heard that and he was like, I'm let's kill it. You know, whatever happened for my track. He couldn't say nothing, you know what I mean? So Kid Rock probably don't even know. But that was my beat. <laughs> it's a great beat. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me make this clear. I'm in no way fucking saying 
I would have done anything even remotely as fresh as what he ended up doing. I'm not claiming that. I'm just saying for the footnote in history, little do the people know that if you were to dissect that track, there's a Warren Zevon. Is it Werewolves in London? That beat, that's, that beat is so dope. It's looped into that beat. It don't, it's not always Sweet Home. It also goes to the uh, Warren Zevon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that little clip is courtesy of this brain. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> So it, it seems like any of the kind of bad blood or beef or whatever, it's just kind of you're over it at this point. Don't care anymore. No, man. You ain't no bad blood. If I seen him, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd probably give him a dap and a hug. No, man. He, fuck, man. That's so dope. He came back with that rap album again. Yeah, dude. He's super. I mean, you say what you want about him, but the guy's an incredibly fucking talented musician. What I'm saying, man. It's dope. He did a song with his son. You know yeah. what I mean? I met his son when his son was a baby. You know what I mean? And, and um, it's just like, yeah, man, I ain't mad at him. You know what I mean? Um, You know, I'm not even going to believe the shit about him saying fuck Detroit or him being racist until I fucking, I mean, I heard him say some shit back, way back in the day, but I ain't holding that against him. We were so fucking young, you know what I'm saying? And that's why we were always like suspect, you know, of him. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and Cracker had the fucking rebel flag tattoo on his arm. You know what I'm saying? And we were suspecting that shit. <laughs> I always said it was weird. It's like, you're from we northern Michigan. Close, like, bro. You know what I'm saying? He told me, I'm, 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 fuck, man, I ain't going to say it because I want to call him out like that, but I'll tell you on a low. But he said something foul in front of his girlfriend, you know what I mean? He had, he, who was black at the time, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, it, it was two violations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why you do her like that? Why you say something racist? You know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was that type of shit. Like when we were young, it just was like, uh, you know, we always were suspect of each other. And I'm not saying he's a suspect person, man. He He's not obviously not a, 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 a blatant racist. Yeah. But he's always going to be suspect because that's the only time I've ever killed with him on the low. You know what I mean? So, and Joey and me and Shaggy were there, you know, but um, <laughs> one time we were doing a song together at the Ritz. We, we did a song together on our first album and Kid Rock came out, came to do the song. The Ritz was sold out. This is back when neither one of us, Esham, Kid Rock or us had ever done nothing like that in Detroit, you know, and that motherfucker was 2000 packed, sold out. Man, Kid Rock, Kid Rock grabbed that motherfucking something and took it to the dome. The whole fucking thing. We were kids. <laughs> he took it to the dome. Went out there and ripped it, man. I give him props, man. You know what I'm saying? He didn't just do that. He didn't just rip it. But he took the song we did and did a special concert remix for it. You know, all this back then was a bigger deal. He had to come get it. He had to drive it back. Right. You know what I mean? Can't email you know, shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to rock that fucking crowd. He tricked out our song and fucking, I wish I could hear that motherfucker now the way he did it. And we went back and did it live. And man, you know, I remember just going to the side of the stage. We had like a break in the shows, all this music or something going on with the clowns on stage. I ran back to him like, you ready? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he killed the whole fucking thing, man. And then we just went out there and rocked it, man. It was it was really dope, man. 
It was dope. Yeah. He, well, but uh, so yeah, I ain't, I ain't man. Who knows what the fuck he, he he may have been trying to impress us, thinking that's what we were like. Right. I don't know, or that's what he heard. There's just no telling. You know what I'm saying? We were young. You know, so I don't know what he's like now, but I ain't I ain't trying to swing on him or nothing. You know what I mean? But if he got a problem, pull up. <laughs> Drop a pin. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, uh, last question I have for you. I, I think people who are kind of outside the juggalo community, like myself, like I I realized that your music had this kind of deeper message. I think probably around Shangri-La, which is where you pretty much just came out and said it. Um but I think a lot of the hardcore fans probably knew it a long time before I realized it. When did you see Juggalos start to kind of connect the dots and realize what you guys were actually talking about, aside from all the, you know, the the clown stuff and whatnot? I don't I don't have any memories of anybody saying the word God except me before then. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember anybody saying any juggalos anywhere saying, Hey man, asking me if it's got anything to do with that or anything or, or uh, how we feel about that stuff. You know, I, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but I don't have any memories of anybody doing that. Everything, everything changed. Of course, after fucking Shangri-La came out, you know what I mean? Doing that fucking tour, the Shangri-La um, in-store tour we did. That motherfucker was brutal. <laughs> we never tried to do one again for like 20 years after that. What do you mean by brutal? Though everybody coming through was so motherfucking emotional. Right. You know what I mean? We had the, like the semi. You go, there were steps at the one end. It's like it's like when you go to the carnival and there's a big ice semi that's been converted into a haunted house. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A little cheap ass carnival. Yeah. It was a semi bed, and ours was converted converted into a fun house. You know, instead of the, the pit of balls, it was a, a pit of empty two liters of Fago. Right. You know, and you go through the um the fun house. So it's all set up to be fun and everything. And um and and you get through it and um they would just start bawling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, or they had their parents with them and shit. You see the fucking pop coming over the fucking, you know, around the corner, coming through the fun house and shit. And the mom's just like, my son, you know, my son been listening to you, you know, since fucking, you know, whatever. And, you know, you've been telling me and, and you said the most beautiful thing you could have said, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> and it just is like, it was way too much for who we are to be, Going through that like that all day, every day on tour, it, yeah. it was fucking brutal. You know what I'm saying? Like not to become like, you know, sometimes like, yeah, it was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? And other people, other juggalos were like, fuck that shit. Mm. You know, corny fucking bullshit, you know? <sighs> Man, I wish I had this motherfucking... Um, I was reading this fucking review the other day. I, I was explaining to my the girl I've been seeing about the uh what we're talking about, the the uh six jokers card and that song. And um there was a comment underneath it, you know what I'm saying? And the comment <laughs> and the comment worded it so fucking perfectly. It was like back in the day when I heard that shit, I was like, 
fuck them, fuck that shit. What the fuck, Duke? Me, I've been, I've been a rider. I'm wicked clowns. What the fuck, wicked mean? You know, and, and he, and he's like, and he's like, I ain't, and I, I didn't touch him again for you know, ten years or something, you know. But then I got rehooked and, and I went back and in whatever. And he's like, and now my kids are sleeping in the other room. You know what I mean? My daughter about to graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? The way he worded the shit, you know what I mean? And he's like, and I get it. <laughs> and now it's just, he's like, now it makes me cry and I love him for it. You know what I mean? That even if they're not religious. Yeah. You see? It's the effort of faith is saying, man, if we ain't got that, what the fuck we got? Why even give a fuck? Walk out with your fucking dick hanging out, right? <laughs> fucking kids in the face with it. Who gives a fuck if there's no faith? Then you know nothing means anything. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't care. You know, it's just it's like faith is something to have, something to believe in. Even if we can't prove it, it's like, why? what's wrong with faith? And all that saying is, you know, is we want y'all to be there if it's there. You know what I'm saying? So be good, man, and, and be done good. You know what I mean? And, so and that I was a surprising moment for a lot of juggalos too. Well, yeah, probably because of probably because of the way um we worded it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we we just didn't really know any better. To actually say God, I guess that means like you know a specific. I I I thought it meant like you know even Allah to some degree. Mm -hmm. If you look up Allah, it would probably say God somewhere in the definition. It's just the right. way I talk, way we talk. You know, like, or Buddha at the, is the general sense of God. You know what I mean? You're saying you worship this this holy creator at the end of the day, right? That's the fucking word we should have used. <laughs> it just so people took it as like, Jay's telling me to read the Bible. Huh? People took it as like, Jay's telling me to read the Bible. <laughs> well, I know, and that's unfortunate, you know, because especially if they were raised differently. That's how I was raised. We were just ignorant. At the time, there's still so fucking much I'm ignorant about. Uh, it's like that's not a shock to me. That I, <laughs> I just was saying, God, you know, like, you know, you're God, you know, be good, man. Fucking let's get there. The afterlife, whatever you believe in. If you don't believe in anything, skip the track. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. Again, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for making time for this. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what's next for you. Brother, thank you, man. Hey, I appreciate you, homie. It's been you a too. good talk. I had fun, man. You too. Take care. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. 
We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.